Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, this morning as we gather, we're going to continue our series. We'll start with a question, kind of our pattern here for of late. And the question is this. When you think of a sidekick, who comes to mind? So think about that just for a moment. When you think of a sidekick, who comes to mind? And maybe you define you know, what a sidekick is. You know, a sidekick is usually someone that tags along with someone who's the main character of a story. You know, as, as you think about that, we're going to continue our series, Believe. We're exploring the Apostles' Creed. And again, so often every week, you know, as we do the Apostles' Creed, we rattle those words off. And some of us have those memorized. Some of us have an older version of that memorized. And we rattle those words off. It's kind of like sometimes floating on the water on an inner tube. We don't think that deeply about what we say from week to week. So we wanted the opportunity just to explore a little more deeply, not kind of the scuba diving way, way down deep, but more kind of a snorkeling, a little bit deeper than what we usually do, and take a look at some of the key teachings that are part of the Apostles' Creed, that that confession comes from Scripture itself. Let's go back to our question really quick. As you think about a sidekick, who comes to mind? And those of you who are here live, you can shout it out. I'll see if I can hear you. Those joining us live stream, you can type that in there. And I don't know if you have anything in mind. Bat Brady. Pat Brady. There you go. Pat Brady. And I thought about um, Dick Grayson. Do you know who Dick Grayson is? Dick Grayson is a.k.a. Robin. You know, Batman and... Robin. And then some of the other ones that we may know from certain shows, like if you know SpongeBob, SpongeBob's sidekick is who? It's Patrick, Patrick the Starfish. Or Mr. Frodo from Lord of the Rings, his sidekick and friend is Sam Wise Gamgee. Or there's Brom from Game of Thrones, Spark, if you're a Star Trek fan. You know, all these different sidekicks that just kind of help, you know, make that character, they just come along with it. Well, the Apostle Paul, in the text we have today, and in his writings throughout his books on 1st and 2nd Corinthians, really letters and Romans, you know, the sidekick that he sees is a sidekick to sin, and the sidekick to sin is death. Paul writes in Romans, or 1st Corinthians 15, verse 56, he said, sin gives death its sting. In other words, without sin, there wouldn't be death, but because there's sin, there's death right along with it. Or he writes in Romans 6.23, The payment for sin is death, but the gift that God freely gives is found in Jesus Christ our Lord. So let's talk about that for just a second. The payment for sin is what? It's death. Again, death and sin. You know, death is the sidekick of sin. But the free gift that God gives to us, the gift that he freely gives to us in Jesus Christ, is the gift of life. The gift of life in his son, Jesus who Paul says is risen from the dead. The verse we're going to focus in here on those two passages we have from 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15, 20, Paul writes these words. But Christ has been raised to life, and he makes us certain that all others will be raised to life. See, the resurrection changes everything. The resurrection changes everything. And so often, this is the focus maybe on one Sunday of the year, Right? And I know you know what Sunday it is because you can say it and you'll write it. We say, Christ is risen. See, we, we know that. We know that he's risen indeed. We know how important that is. As Paul says in this text, look, if you, we don't believe, if, if Christ truly isn't risen from the dead, then our faith is futile. 
It's not a word we use a whole lot. It's, it's worthless. It doesn't add up. It doesn't mean anything. We have faith. We have confidence in something that offers us no hope, no certainty. But he says Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. The resurrection changes everything. I'll give you an example. A guy used to have a name named Saul. And, of course, he later carries the name Paul, right, that wrote this letter. And Saul was one that persecuted the church, chased after Christians. He had had them, you know, arrested, beaten, stoned, put to death, take away their property, all kinds of things. He was chasing after all the Christians. And then he meets the risen Savior Jesus on the road. And the risen Savior Jesus says, you know, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And who are you? I am Jesus. And that moment, the resurrected Savior Jesus changes everything for Paul. It changes how he understands his relationship with God, his relationship with others. It changes how he understands his relationship and the world that he lived in, the context in which he lived, and how he was going to live his life and for whom he was going to live his life. The resurrection changes everything, not just for Saul, who now we know as Paul, not just for those in the early church, not just for us when we get ready to breathe our very last breath of life. It changes everything for us right now. It changes everything for you right now, today and tomorrow, and yes, for all eternity. The resurrection of Jesus gets us through difficult times. Because the resurrection of Jesus assures us that we have a God that promises this is in Romans 8, that there's nothing that can separate us from God's love. So because Jesus died and rose again, it validates the work that Jesus did on the cross, and it validates the words that Paul says to us, that we have a God, just like we sang in the song, that he will not let go of us, never let go of us, never abandon us. He's always with us. He's always with you. No matter what you're going through right now, whether you really sense God's presence or not, he is with you. The resurrection gets us through difficult times. Whether that's a current situation you find yourself in and we all find ourselves in, in the midst of the COVID pandemic and political unrest and economic uncertainty and some of us where relationships are more strained than they have ever been before. The resurrection of Jesus assures us that our God, our Savior, is with us through it all and that he will never let us go. The res resurrection of Jesus also gives us a fresh perspective on the world because we know that this world is not all that there is. We know that the stuff that we have, the things that we experience in this world is not everything. It gives us a fresh perspective on the relationships that we have with our God because our perspective is a relationship based on his love, his grace, his mercy and forgiveness. It also gives us a fresh perspective and how we use the resources that God has given us. That, as we often say, the time, talents, and treasures, those resources that God has given us, we give not because we have to, not because we want to look good, not to earn some brownie points with God. We give because he is so freely given to us in his son, Jesus Christ. It gives us a fresh perspective and that we live our lives each and every day for our risen Savior, Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus gives us or allows us to experience peace. Again, we sang that in the, in the songs a little earlier too. That it gives us that peace. Paul writes about that peace. 
You know, the peace of God that is beyond all earthly understanding. That peace that is not an earthly peace. Because it doesn't rest on how settled we are today or tomorrow. How certain, you know, our future is the next day or the day after that. At least according to our earthly standards and things that are happening around us. It's a peace of knowing that God loves you and that God is with you. And that the risen Savior is truly risen. That when we say those words most often during the Easter season, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. That he is risen for you. That you have hope. You have certainty. You have the love, the mercy, and grace of God. And you have his presence with you right now, no matter what it is you're going through. No matter how many times we have sinned and disobeyed God, God promises to continue to love us and to be with us. For the circumstances we find ourselves in right now, we say these words, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. So here's the question then. As we say the resurrection of Jesus changes everything, how will it change your life today? How is Jesus' resurrection changing your day today? Now, this isn't one of those things where sometimes we have you do an action or a step. This is more of a reflective thing, but it's something to remember. And maybe you just simply need to put those words on a sticky note, put it on a little card somewhere, and just say the words there so you see that every day this week, wherever you're at, bathroom mirror, you know, dashboard, in your Bible, or something else that you open up, these words... Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia and amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks that you are a risen Savior, that your resurrection assures us that the Father accepts the sacrifice that you made for our sins, that we are truly 100% totally forgiven. It reassures us and validates the promise that you have, that promise that extends to God's people throughout all of history, that you are with us always, even to the very end of the age. And yes, it's a promise we hold on to, that this life is not all that there is, and that there will be a time when we will gather with you and all of your people and celebrate your amazing grace and love for all eternity. Bless us, Lord, as we reflect on what this means for us this day and this week. Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.